NFHS. Yes, NFHS. NFHS. See, now I say it perfectly. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Athletic Business Podcast. I'm Jason Scott. And I'm Andy Berg. Today on the show, we're talking to Dr. Teresa Niehoff. She's the Executive Director of the National Federation of State High School Associations, perhaps better known as the NFHS, which is a really difficult thing to pronounce. Yes, it is. I don't know what it is about those particular consonants right next to each other, but they tie my tongue every time. F-A-H. I really can't even say it wrong. (laughs) So if you notice me mangling it throughout this interview... Um, it's because I have something wrong with my mouth. <laughs> yeah, Andy talked to Dr. Niehoff about a lot of different subjects uh, of interest to anyone who's involved in high school athletics. So if you're an administrator or a coach or even just a, a parent or yeah. uh, you know a fan, uh, give it a listen. They cover a lot of different uh, subjects. So Yeah, uh, we, we, so we, we talked about everything from keeping Friday nights exclusive to high school football, um, decline in participation in high school sports, which I, I think Dr. Niehoff had, had some interesting things to say about um, the safety of football, um, substance abuse, um, and then also fan behavior and sportsmanship, um, all uh, topics that are near and dear to NF- NFHS uh, <laughs> across the board. And, and she has some really uh, great insights on, on those subjects. So. So we'll be right back with that interview with Dr. Niehoff, but first a quick break. AB Show is the only event that hosts athletics, fitness, and recreation manufacturers all on one show floor, giving you access to a wide variety of exhibitors who have everything you need to effectively manage and equip your programs and facilities. Learn more and register at abshow.com. Dr. Niehoff, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Thank you for having me on the, on the program. Happy to be here. Yeah, so NFHS, which is honestly one of the hardest acronyms for me to pronounce, <laughs> has been uh, very active lately. And we just wanted to touch base with you on a few issues that are going on in, in terms of high school sports and, um, and, and just get some insight from you. We recently published on our website a short article that you wrote where you advocated for Friday nights being reserved for high school football. Can you tell us a little about why that's of concern for the Federation? So, we, yeah, we absolutely did, um, you know, put our voice out there. And this has been something we've been concerned about for, for a few years right. now, in fact. Um, and I believe it was 2016 when the Big Ten said they were moving some games to Fridays. We, our membership actually um, approved a position statement, if you will, and a resolution um, that we, the NFHS, um, we consider Friday night to be for high school football sure. nationwide. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to go public with that statement because we were seeing the, the big conferences and the collegiate space moving their games to Friday. And now, of course, you have some conferences that are playing on other nights of the week. So, um, and, and the impact of that on high schools is, is pretty significant. Um, because not only are, are you losing a fan base, but you're also even in some cases losing the access to officials. So games are being forced to move from the Friday nights, either Saturdays or Thursdays, and, and everybody's um, put in a, in a challenging situation there. So uh, when the Ohio schools 
uh, went to the media with their frustrations, we decided to bring that message back to the forefront, um, release that resolution again, and put out the essay that we did. And, and we really appreciate you publishing that. So um, we just encourage high schools to, um, you know, if you're in an area where you are challenged by a collegiate uh, school that, that has now scheduled games on Fridays, just to do what you can to use your voice to engage your community, to engage that collegiate community, uh, just to say, hey, you know, Friday nights are for, for high school. Um, and we know that even some of the universities, the coaching staff and the fan base, they don't even prefer to be playing on Friday sure. nights. Yeah. You know, the fans have, have less access to the tailgate experience, travel challenges, all sorts of challenges come into play. So, you know, even though our voice is not as large, perhaps, as the collegiate voice, we just want to make sure that our voice is heard. Sure. Yeah, and that and that Friday night also is so perfect for high school because it, the the school week leads right into that and carries them. The, the students are ready to to be at a football game, and it seems just the perfect fit. It really is, and and we're talking not just about the athletic team, but you've got the band, you've sure. got the cheerleaders, you've got the student fans, you've got the families, and you know families can get out of work and get right over to the to the game. Um, you know, the kids are there on campus, or they're at least, if it's an away game, you know, a lot of schools have buses ready to go to get fans there. Um, the cars are in the parking lot ready to go. So um, everything is primed for Friday night to be for high school. Yeah. Um, speaking about, of high school sports in general, sort of overall, um, I know participation declined last year for the first time in maybe three decades. Um, does that alarm you at all, and, and is there any way you can help that? Well, um, we're not quite at alarm status, <laughs> but um, we're, we, we are definitely paying attention. I think um, part of the story has to take into account all the other moving parts that we've been watching nationwide in the high school space. Um, there's been a decline in enrollment um, overall. There's been an increase in the numbers of opportunities for kids. Sure. So um, when you look at all of those kinds of things, um, you know, are, are we surprised? Not really, um, but we are definitely paying attention. And in fact, our survey mechanism has been what it's been for a number of years. And we're looking at trying to develop a platform that's more sophisticated so that we can get more accurate data. Mm -hmm. uh, some state associations only report every other year. So we can't really say that our participation numbers are 100% accurate. Um, but we are trying to get at a more accurate mechanism and elevate the importance of our state associations giving us their numbers on an annual basis so sure. we can be a little bit more confident in what those numbers reveal. Um, but, but we're definitely paying attention, absolutely. And in fact, we're watching youth sport participation numbers. And as we pay attention to other research mechanisms where they're showing a decline in youth participation, we are fully aware that that's going to translate as the kids get older into looking at high school numbers. Sure. So we're, we're watching them, Andy. Yeah. Um, if football in particular appears susceptible to participation decreases, I know there's a lot of fears around um, the health, long-term mental health consequences resulting from concussions. Um, what is the NFHS doing to ensure the long-term health of high school football? 
Well, we're doing a number of things. Um, as, as you all are aware, for years now, our state associations have had practice guidelines that include contact limitations, uh, dialing back from the two-a-days where there's hitting involved in both sessions, mm -hmm. uh, all sorts of uh, changes to the high school ecosystem, required coach education, required player education and parent education around concussions, cardiac arrest, heat acclimatization, a lot of risk minimization attention to try to make um, the exposure to risk be lower than it's been before. Um, so that's been happening for years now. We are engaged very closely with USA Football as part of their football development model. Um, I sit on their advisory council for that. And in fact, we've just put together a scholastic football coalition, um, which includes athletic directors, the NFHS executive directors. We're looking at coaches across the country to get together and look at practice guidelines for even the youth space, looking at coaching education, how does that develop up through the, the youth levels into the scholastic levels, um, and looking at a way to kind of um, present the game of football to parents of young children, um, the game of flag and how it translates into tackle um, or not, but trying to present football overall in collaboration with USA Football, the NFL, as a new kind of experience. We're kind of reset and refresh on the game of football. Um, so a lot of messaging is involved with that. We're working with our sports medicine committees across the country and our own to pay very close attention to injury data that we're, we're getting more and more of now in scholastic um, areas where that was that used to be a tough er, area to, to do research in because the kids have different HIPAA, FERPA kinds of situations sure. there. The research yeah. wasn't being done. So, we're, you know, in answer to the long answer to your question, no. sorry, um, we're doing a lot of things from messaging to research analysis to translating that with our SMAC guidance into how the game of football should best be played. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and an, another concern in the high school realm is really sportsmanship. And and funny thing, not on the on the part of the players, but on the part of the fans, um, which I know is affecting uh, officials wanting to you know take on that that role. Um, there's even some you know declining uh, availability of officials. Um, is there a way that we that you guys are looking to address um, that. I mean, how can we get parents and, and the people in the stands back on, you know, some some semblance of sanity? Yeah, yeah, get them back onto the right ranch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, We're, we've done a number of things. We have um, on our NFHS Learn platform, we have over 70 courses that provide education in all sorts of things. And a few of those courses address sportsmanship, uh, most recently, we developed a six-minute video called The Parent Seat that we have provided to our states and our media outlets, and it's 10 tips for parents about how to be the best supporter you can be. And In fact, we just had a TV coverage of our Parent Seat video yesterday yeah, and today, yeah. so we're excited about that. Um, we're also doing workshops um, when we have conferences and developing other resources about the importance of sportsmanship in general. Regarding the officials issue, it is a national 
concern at all levels. Uh, we are kind of at a critical mass issue right now. Um, so we've been engaged in an officials recruitment campaign nationally for three years now where we've invested some significant dollars in securing email database information and reaching out to first responders, to college inter intercollegiate community. Um, this year we're looking at the educator population just to reach out, contact them, invite them to become an official. There has been some con uh, conversion in states. We get a lot of folks that engage with us as being interested, but then you know, when we respond to them, here's your state association contact, here's a letter of welcome from our, our federation. Um, we're getting about, you know, a 10% in some states conversion, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're really trying to reach out nationally and message through our social channels and platforms, um, inviting folks to become an official. And, and as we combine the sportsmanship emphasis with the recruitment emphasis, we're, we're hoping that not only do we get them involved, but then we retain them because sure. they're experienced sure. better. Yeah. Um, you know, a year ago, another another uh, problem that you've, you've been addressing is, uh, I believe you did an on, online course titled Protecting Students from Abuse. Um, yeah. What kind of response did that course offering generate, and what kind of progress is being made on that front? Great question. So... Uh, initially, we were a little disappointed because we thought it would take off mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, it is a free course out there, and uh, certainly we think it behooves everyone, if you're in the business of youth sport, to take the course um, and, you know, really become more aware of the issue. Um, since it's, an, it's launch, um, we're happy to report now that over 12,000 folks have taken the course, and the numbers increasing. So we continue to message the importance of that course, the importance of the issue, um, and the real um, the reasons why you really need to get this course out there in front of people, whether they're coaches or officials or even student athletes and their families. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs to pay attention to what's appropriate, what's not, um, and how to address something if there's a concern and to go forward and use your voice and contact the right people. Um, because this is an issue not just in sport, as you well know. Right. Um, Huge. You know, we're looking at our our church communities, our recreational club communities, um, and certainly our sport communities. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been roughly five years since the NA NFHS network launched. Um, How has the network evolved over time? Yeah, we're doing well. We are actually in our first year of profitability. So at the oh, end cool. of this year, our goal is to have broadcast, uh, our goal is 150,000 live events. Um, we know we will exceed 100,000 and equal number of boys and girls events across the country. We now have uh, 45 state associations that are partners in the network. and. At the end of this year, not only will they be receiving rights fees, but they will also be receiving a variable performance share of the network profit. And that will be based on a pretty complicated formula, but <laughs> taking into account uh, the numbers of events that have been broadcast, um, the costs associated with the broadcast, the, the net profits, 
and all of that will translate into a performance share in addition to the rights fees, so we're really excited about that. But it's growing uh, year over year. We've we doubled the number of subscriptions and events covered. A large part of that is due to the number of Pixelot cameras that we have in schools, which are those automated cameras that are actually programmed from the studio in Atlanta. Oh, so you don't even yeah. need to have a person turn it on or off. Um, so Atlanta operates the coverage of those and the support for those. So we're excited about that. Uh, really pleased. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on all the progress, and you know we appreciate everything you're doing to make high school sports the best that they can be. Um, Dr. Nyhoff, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Absolutely, and thanks for doing what you do. Uh, athletic business sits on my, right on my desk every day. So <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. Take care. Welcome back to the show. Uh, really interesting interview there, Andy. I, I appreciate that you covered so many different things. Um, I mean, of particular interest to me, and this is something that's just been pinging my radar for a long time. It's on our coverage area a mm -hmm. lot. Um, is the sportsmanship angle right? Yeah, yeah. It seems like every week we see a more disheartening uh, case of of sportsmanship and the fun, uh, poor sportsmanship. And the the funny part about it is that it's usually not on the field; it's coming from the fans. Right. And I think that's that's really rough. I mean. You know, not only for the state of the game, but also for the kids on the field having to watch, like, say, their parent get kicked out or That's their friends. A, you know, it's just, yeah. It's kind of, it, I mean, it's embarrassing, frankly. Yeah. And I think that um, more more parents need to act like adults. I mean, high school sports, I mean, especially if you're competitive, I understand, like, there's a lot of emotions in there, especially, I mean, it's your kid out there and you feel, if you feel like your kid's getting screwed out there on yeah. the court or... On the field, like I understand that your emotions can sometimes get the best of you, but you have to realize that for the most part, these are kids, and like right. you know, especially uh, with regard to officials, um, you know, like these are people trying to do a job. So right, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, how many times have we seen in in uh, the past couple months? an entire student section gets kicked out of a right. high school game. I mean, it's, it's not just the parents, it's, you know, an entire student section having to be removed or ejected um, in order for the game to go on, which never a good thing. Something that uh, it'll be interesting to see um, what protocols NFHS has, uh, you know, and what steps they take to kind of get that uh, issue under control. But yeah, um, I mean, when it starts to affect the number of officials, a short, you have a shortage of officials because they're sick of taking the abuse and sick of having to deal with this kind of thing. I, I mean, imagine that. Like, you're you're driving away uh, people from who make the game possible. Right. And, like, you exactly. know, like it's threatening the existence of high school sports. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it's just, it's just behavior issues. Right. It's crazy. Um, so, but Dr. Niehoff and her team over at the Federation are doing amazing things um, and they are continuing to try and better high school sports from um, a number of different angles. So really applaud their work. Uh, That's right, yeah. And we'll be continuing to post uh, you know, releases and things from NFHS on, yeah. on, the, on the website. So stay tuned for those. Um, so shall we get into some housekeeping issues? Yeah, definitely. Um, so a couple things. 
Next issue will be hitting mailboxes probably next week. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, we've got our 2020 fitness survey that will be launching in the next couple of weeks, uh, I believe, actually next Monday, mm-hmm. um, but we'll give reminders to people uh, throughout those next couple of weeks. Really looking to get sort of a comprehensive look at the fitness industry and um, club owners and, and their clubs and, and what kinds of things they're doing and give them some insights to navigate the market. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the results of that survey. So yeah. if you are in the fitness industry or know any, anybody who works in that industry, you know, point them uh, that way, you know. And we're also, as a little uh, sweetener, we're giving away uh, eight $25 Amazon gift cards for yeah. uh, people who participate in the survey. So um, that, you know, be on the lookout for communications from us on that. Right. And if you haven't submitted your aquatics facility to the aquatics design portfolio, please do so. Um, it's a free page in the magazine. Um, it's a great place to spotlight your amazing aquatic facility and do that soon because the deadline's coming up. That's right. Yeah, that's in our January, February issue. And, you know, we've got uh, print deadlines to deal with. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Andy and I'll be uh, right back to wrap things up uh, for this week's episode. But first, we're going to take another quick break. AB Show is the only event that hosts athletics, fitness, and recreation manufacturers all on one show floor giving you access to a wide variety of exhibitors who have everything you need to effectively manage and equip your programs and facilities. Learn more and register at abshow.com. All right, and that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you like the show, uh, do us a solid and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or just share the show with uh, somebody who you know in the industry, a professional who you think might like it. Um, You know, any specific episodes... Uh, just go ahead and, and tell them to listen. We're still trying to grow this thing, and we kind of appreciate you guys for sticking around and being a part of our audience from the jump. Uh, we've got some big plans for, for the podcast, where we, and we want to continue to grow this thing, so we certainly appreciate you listening. Uh, we will see you in another two weeks. Yeah, for uh, an, another fresh episode, and until then, take it easy.